Hi, everybody. I'm Dan. And I'm Mike. So welcome to one of our one-shots. These are the little mini-episodes we do on the weekends for something we don't have the full 15-minute treatment for. Today, we're going to be talking about The Simpsons. Mike and I are big, big fans of The Simpsons. Over the weekend, Mike was uh, nostalgically watching some old episodes. We were texting about them, and I said, let's talk about The Simpsons now. Now, I came to The Simpsons um, through indirectly. I uh, originally poo-pooed it, I will admit, when it was out. Somebody said, no, you have to watch this. I'm telling you. This is around season four, season five. Someone gave me some VH. VHS tapes recorded from Sunday night, and I, 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 I couldn't believe how great it was. Um, I think The Simpsons in its prime was the greatest show on TV. I think it's amazing how much they got right. It's amazing how all of Springfield sprouted from all at once, like, like Athena from Zeus's head. Just every, they got everything right all at once. All the minor characters, all the major characters. I, I would race home every Sunday from dinner at my in-laws. Um, because my wife knew eight o'clock, like Dan's got to see the Simpsons. It was so exciting to see the new one. You talk about it on Monday morning at work. I mean, you come in on Monday morning and say, could you believe they did a musical of Planet of the Apes? Like how unbelievably great was that? Or you saw the 2001 episode. Um, but, but along the line, something happened, right? And it's not, this is not a, a Mike and Dan thing that all of a sudden, we had this brainstorm that The Simpsons kind of declined. Something has happened to the show. If you Google IMDb Simpsons chart, you can see that many, many people think the show's gone into decline, despite it's being the longest running show, not even animated show, show on TV. So it's hard to explain why something's funny, but it's also hard to explain why something is no longer funny. So Mike, I, I know you're with me on this, but we've never talked about this until now. What's your take on kind of like what happened to The Simpsons? So my take on The Simpsons has to do, has a lot to do with my take on 90s culture and some of the things that we see as emblematic uh, of 90s culture. Uh, it's it's cliche now to use a phrase like postmodern. Like what, what does what does postmodern mean and how is, are the, Simpson, the Simpsons postmodern? The, the specific way in which they're postmodern is it, it comes from, of an attitude where kind of culture, the rest of Western culture is hanging around you and you have nothing to add. So it's just there. Uh, it, it's sort of it's sort of rotting or composting, and it, it leads to a deeply elusive comedy, elusive comedy with an A, where you just pull from everything that you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, in a structure, but it's a comedy for people in the know. You know, when you see a character uh, riding uh, riding a bomb that's falling on Springfield with their cowboy hat on, you're intended to know what that is. When you see the Homer Simpson baby fetus in the bubble coming back towards planet earth, you're supposed to know what that is. And, and sort of that spirit of lostness that um, the rest of culture is great and now we're lost and we don't know how to say anything. So we're gonna pull from what, what we know is great about culture is what they added to the culture and the same spirit of zany fun. And so I think that when, one of the things about elusive comedy that's funny is you can't care about your audience. You can't care whether they're going to get it or not. You have to make a leap that makes sense to you in the, your referential humor and your referential logic that you would find funny. And if you're laughing at it, you have to assume that somewhere out there, somebody's going to find it funny. And, you know, I was, I don't know, I guess I was like two years old when the Simpsons premiered, but part of partly it's made for somebody like me who gets it. And then it's, it's made for anybody else who's in the know and is laughing at those same jokes. But it's also funny about how you said, we're going to just do it that way. That's exactly how we pick our movies. 
That's exactly how we pick our movies for this podcast. It's because we, these are just movies we think we think we we want to talk about, and someone out there will get it just the way they thought. Somebody will get that it, that Slim Pickens, or somebody will get that that Bart is dressed up like a droog. Somebody will get that. If Joyce said through his characters that history is a nightmare from which I'm trying to wake, this The Simpsons is its lucid dream. It's all of Western culture and history. It's all of it's all of Ulysses, and in the same. And in the same spirit. And in that way, it's sort of it's sort of a festive comedy. Right. So and and it's funny because what you said about all the illusions, I was watching, you know, seasons like, you know, six and seven or even a little earlier, the illusions used to come so quickly. So there's one where like, you know, Homer's somewhere in Flanders' house and Maud moves a, moves a, a painting and looks through the peephole like in Psycho. And, it, and it's over in 10 seconds and you're supposed to get that joke or not. So a lot of times when I watch these with my kids, I'm like, oh, that's from this movie. That's from this other movie. Oh, that's the, they're whistling the theme from the bridge on the Kwai. You know, all these kinds of things. Who's Anne Rand? Um, what's the inverted Jenny stamp that Homer throws in? the garbage, the most valuable stamp ever. So they're all there. And what I found is that those things started to leave the show at exactly the moment when guest stars started to come onto the show. Yes. It's very much as though as soon as they started to tackle the contemporary culture, what they lost was the modern culture. And the show was best when it was tackling the modern culture, which is, as you said, allusions to Psycho and beyond. The, the show was best when you were scorned as somebody who read books for watching The Simpsons, the show was at its best when people would say to, to you know to people like you like you watch The Simpsons, and you're like yeah it's hilarious right so so there was a time when I remember um, Dan Quayle famously said we we need we need more families like the Waltons and fewer families like The Simpsons now that was that's catnip for the Simpsons writers. That's exactly what you want. You want the vice president, no matter who it is, no matter what party it is, to come out against your show. It makes the ratings go through the roof. It's the whole Bart Simpson spirit, right? I'm Bart Simpson, who the hell are you? But that's all gone. It's become so much more safe in a way that like, you know, uh, the whole, uh, Money Python never did. That certainly Faulty Towers never did. It, it got very, very safe and comfortable and, and it lost that edge, I think. Well, they revel in that kind of thing. So that seasons four, five, and six are full of allusions to the Fox network and other shows that are on the Fox network. At one point, the Simpsons are sitting down there watching Married with Children. And essentially, then there's a joke about basically the world going into the garbage because they're the world yeah. going into the toilet because they're watching Married with Children. Yeah. So it's hard. I mean, there's a, there's a famous line by the uh, literary critic Bernard DeVoto. He's talking about the end of Huck Finn. And he says, uh, he says, I'm going to paraphrase, but this is, this is pretty much the quote. In, in all of American literature, there is no more abrupt or chilling descent about how, how, the, how the end of that novel just falls off. It just falls off. And, and it's a big problem. Twain didn't know how to end it. How do you turn the whole end of that book where this kid's going to volunteer to go to hell for saving Jim into, into just a game? And that, you know, he, among other people, say he didn't know how to end it. He undermined the whole, the whole point of the book. And something else is going on here. I, I think similarly, maybe it's not of the, the scope of that, but certainly like Hamlet's father says to him, you know, what a falling off was there. Well, I think you can tell in the, the other running gag in the Simpsons in the, in Let's let's call the good season something like seasons one to nine or sure. something like that. Fair enough. What happens in the middle before that falling off when the show's in its prime is the other running gag is what happens in writer's rooms. There's the joke of where Bart and Lisa go to write the itchy and scratchy cartoons. And the joke of the writer's room is like the early Simpsons writer's room and how the producers treat the writers like trash. And if you think about how somebody like Conan O'Brien went from the Simpsons 
to his own show, you can see that evolution, right? Someone goes to Harvard and they write their thesis on someone like Flannery O'Connor, but they end up writing television for the Fox network. And that's how you end up with something deeply elusive. You, you've ended up in a situation that's not hip and that's part of the point. But as soon as it becomes hip, it's lost its magic. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, it, it, you know, it reminds me of what happened to uh, to Howard Stern, who I haven't listened to in a million years. But when I was in like in, in, you know, middle school and he was on the afternoon on New York radio, you know, it was funny. He would come on and complain about his family, complain about his in-laws and stuff. But as soon as Howard became a rock star, now now he can do whatever he wants. Well, now the interesting thing is, is it looks like that entire catalog of The Simpsons, uh, unlike Howard Stern, is owned by Disney. And if you have Disney Plus, you can turn it on and you can start watching from the beginning and relive that magic, which is what I'm doing right now. Yeah, that's what we urge everybody to do. If you have Disney Plus, it's it's worth the subscription alone just so you can have every Simpsons on demand and watch them over and over and watch Marge versus the monorail as many times as you can. And you have to watch it in slow motion. There's a, um, I don't know if you've ever read The Recognitions by William Gaddis, but there's a website out there which is dedicated to every single illusion in, in Gaddis chapter by chapter. And you need a guide like that to pick up on everything or else it's lost. And The Simpsons is just as densely packed. It's just as postmodern as Gaddis. It was. It actually was for a while. And then it became, you know, like a lot of other things. So thanks for listening to us complain about the uh, the, the state of The Simpsons. We, we hope they can pick it up someday. We don't want to sound like the comic book guy saying. I, you, you do the impersonation much better than I do. Worst episode ever. Thanks, everybody.